coming at you from Scratch Your Wolf Studio. It's that time again to rage across the internet. Your very favorite Werewolf the Apocalypse podcast. As always, I'm your host, Porter. To my left, we've got Daniel Romeo Tyson. Hey, everybody. And right across from me, Mr. Tommy Tromeo Juliet Dixon. What? <laughs> <laughs> that is a mouthful, sir. Well, phrasing. you hear that a lot. Yeah, phrasing. <laughs> I do hear that a lot, yeah. Hey, you're welcome, buddy. <laughs> I'll take that one. That's, that's the nicest like... thing you've said to me in a while. <laughs> wow. Okay. Danny, almost in tears. We're off to a good start. Yes, yep. yes, yes. <laughs> we doing, gentlemen? Doing great. Excellent. It's that time of the week again. It is that time of the week again. It is recording day, which yeah. we're always happy to be here. Yep. And for you, it's podcast day. And hey, who can complain about that? Several people, actually. Yeah, I'm sure some of them do. We don't worry about them. We worry about the rest of y'all. <laughs> it's always good when you got haters. Come on. You're doing something right. <laughs> I suppose that's true. But, you know, we also have a lot of people who are excited for today. Mm-hmm. And so thank you for that, everybody. <laughs> we appreciate the support. Uh, we, we really, really do. That's a quick thank you to all of you, you listeners, and especially you backers. You, you guys are fucking outstanding. Kick ass. Thank you. It's true. And of course, if you're not one of those, we want you to be. Yeah, you can be. It's it's you have the power. <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost did that in my head, and we won't. <laughs> Why not? Mm, nah. <laughs> that would have been entertaining. Nah, nah, nope, nope, not gonna do it. <laughs> Start entertaining. Well, well, all you have to do. You don't need Castle Grayskull, and you don't need some sweet '90s jams. <laughs> <laughs> Always need some sweet '90s jams. Well, it helps. Needs more cowbell. Ooh. Which all you, can, all you need to do is go over to our Ko-Fi. That's at KFO. 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 <laughs> that's a new one. Yeah, that's that's the secret alphabet. Ah. Uh, oh. Okay. Ko-fi.com slash rage across the internet. He knows it. Thank fuck. Been this there. Guy. <laughs> You've been there. That's sweet. You back us? Of course. Liar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do a monetary, but I do back us. Fair enough. I mean, yeah. <laughs> But, but when you're there, uh, you know, you can uh, drop a donation of, of any type of one-time donation. You can join one of our four tiers. Which, do that, because you get stuff. Yeah, we, we give you gifts to, to thank you for that support. And, of course, the Guilty Bundle is up there, because we have been tricked into keeping it up there. So have <laughs> been tricked. <laughs> and tricked. Been nah, tricked. it's just a good idea. I say tricked. <laughs> it's there. People asked for it, and we knew... That the holidays weren't always easy for everyone, so it's, you know what, screw it. Oh, yeah. It'll stay up until we feel like taking it down. Right. Which probably will be never, because we're kind of lazy. A little bit. <laughs> sure, that's part of it. <laughs> Speaking of. <laughs> oh, jeez. No, we've also got the store. Yes. Which, which has a, a couple of new products. Yeah. Uh, not many. Not much has really come out. No, not, nothing that I thought was, like, worth doing. Right. You know, uh, it's like, oh, here's, here's like a like a bento box. Like, who's... No one cares what that is. Who's going to buy a bento? What? I get a lunchbox. But, eh. I don't know. Just nothing has, has caught my eye as ridiculous <laughs> or awesome enough. And that's the two qualifiers. Oh, show up on people store. have ideas, too, though. No, that's oh, absolutely true. If there's something someone wants, I mean, we do take special requests when we can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like we have the uh, the Rage Across the Internet onesie is a real thing now. Yes. 
Somebody bought it. Except well, it was a special request, so we it's did it. It's not an adult onesie. Let's just make that clear. No, no, it is not. <laughs> and there are no plans. No. There's just the opposite of plans to do that. <laughs> I mean, I'm you just... want an adult onesie, just get the hooded blanket. It's close enough. That's a really good call. There, see, there you go. <laughs> that's that's awesome cool as hell, too. too. Yeah. Or the comforter. Yeah, but it doesn't have the hood. <laughs> but it's a comforter. It's true. Saying the hood's cool as hell, though. We still got to get that toaster going. Oh, <laughs> that'd be cool. You know, first person at 10 guest spots gets that toaster. Ooh, someone's got a commanding lead, though. Well, commanding lead? We can we can put our thumb on the scales if we want to. But this is true. <laughs> our show, we do what we want. Ain't that the truth? That was supposed to air then? Nah, we're going to air that a month from now. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so... Inside information there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, of course, if, if you don't, uh, if you can't or don't want to support us uh, with the monetary, you know, you can share the love. Word of mouth is important. You know, social media likes, social media shares, telling your friends, telling your enemies. Reviews. Retweets. All, all that stuff. All of it. It matters. You know, get, get the word out. Help. Yes, please. Yeah, we would very much appreciate it. We love to put on the show. We love uh, introducing people to Werewolf the Apocalypse. And yeah, yeah, here we are. Here we are. And uh, today, today we have. Do we call it something special? I don't know. If we I don't know if we do. We're going to find that maybe through the episode. Okay. But uh, I think what something we get asked a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's varying degrees of like you know, variations of this question. But it's always like you know, well, what would a, what would a get a Fenris do in, or what would a Fianna do in, or how do you Child of Gaia? And there's always a, a hard answer. It's it doesn't matter. It's the character. Right. And I mean that's the answer I, I give ninety-nine percent of the mm-hmm. time. You know, well what I, here's my idea for a character, what tribe would he be? Well that's not Yeah, the what tribe do you want him to be is the answer. True. You know, how it's all he, about it, the totem accepts it. I mean it doesn't matter. Right. And how that character reacts in those different tribals, you know, in a different tribe makes a difference, certainly, but that isn't like a prerequisite. So I thought today what we would do is we would talk about the various tribes in, in more of like a generic practical application kind of thing, which okay. is sort of a heady topic, like what the hell are you talking about? Mm-hmm. But you guys you guys will catch on. I mean, I know the three of us, we've talked about it a bit. Yeah, we got to generate ideas for what we're talking about for the show, but right. it, it's just not all the tribes are going to have the same outlook. And just because you're picking this character with this tribe doesn't mean you have a specific outlook on life or life in the Garo Nation. It's all character-based. Right. But. But. And, I mean, we've talked a lot of examples. And I think, I, I think first and foremost, I would jump in with um, the Children of Gaia. Because there's always a stereotype. And, and there are. There, yes. I mean, there, there's a point to where those exist. Oh, I mean, the tribes been, got them. Yeah, they've been printed Time and time again for mm-hmm. a reason. So we're not saying just throw those out of the window all the time. But there's nuance. And, you know, uh, I, I do want to start with the Child of Gaia because, look, we had that episode. It was the first of our tribals. And, like, I, we're not we're not <laughs> revisiting the tribal series anytime soon. No. But I, I kind of wanted to, um, almost like an olive branch for this one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it. I see why. Yeah. You know, like, we're, we're not sorry for our opinions and we shouldn't be. But here's a little understanding on why. Yeah, and, and maybe more of a fairer shake 
because let's face it, when we did that first tribal, we didn't have a format in mind, and we mm-hmm. all came into that with different, I don't want to say agendas, but a different idea of what it was going to be. A yeah, better yeah. format, though. We did get a format. We, we, yeah, it did, it did cause us to get a format. <laughs> we took some heat. <laughs> we did take a little heat. And, you know, so the interest of fairness, I wanted to start there. Um, so for me, with the children of Gaia, I like to divide them in terms of mentality uh, and, and general concept into East Coast and West Coast. You know, you have your your um, your West Coast children of Gaia. You know, they're very into that Haight-Ashbury. So it's, it's where you get your hippie stereotype from. Okay. Like a pacifist yeah, style? Yeah, that, that closer to pacifist, that... that um, softer in terms of the Garu Nation, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, you guys have seen in the games, you know, when I have taken you to the coast. Yeah. There's a, there's a very large difference on the East Coast and West Coast children of Gaia we've had to deal with. Yes. You know, those West Coast, it was, you know, um, the character Xander, whose pack had gone there for a while and they had confiscated his clave <laughs> because they felt he was too aggressive guarding the gate and watching the bond. Right. <laughs> you know, they, they had a very open attitude toward Garu relationships. You know? Which is not something he's used to. Right. You know, so you had things like that. And, and then at the same time, over in the East Coast, I lead toward more toward that uh, mediator. The one trying to, the peacekeepers of the nation, trying to keep the tribes from infighting. They're busy. They have shit to do. Right. You know, and I, and I give it a very New York mentality. Very you know? hustle and bustle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I so see what, it. what is it? What is it? Get to the point. I've got this going over here. I got this going over here. I got the red town and the glass walker about to rip each other's fucking throats out. What is it that you need? Make it quick. I have other shit to do. Right. Yes. It's yeah. It's two different mentalities, and I don't want to say it's almost two different tribes, but it's two different lifestyles. Well, certainly, and I mean that's the thing is you know geography can make a difference, and so it's that's why I wanted to open here. You know, like you have that concept. You have. Um, they have that reputation, either as the, the pacifists or the mediators. And again, I like to lean toward the mediators better. You know, there, I feel like there was a shift over the additions in, in focus. And, and I think the mediator is a role in the nation is, is, is just a better role. When you have sorely the, needed, too. Right. When you have all that tribal infighting, that, that is a respectable and noble position, and it's a tough one. Because, again, how do you get the glass walker in the red town in that same sept to not kill each other or try on the regular, mm-hmm. you know, we have a greater threat here, cut it out. And, and I think that lends more toward that kind of New York or, or Boston kind of, hey, fuck you, we got to get this done mentality. Oh, I see it. Yeah. I absolutely see it. You know, um, and like you can also look at the, um, I'm going to use the word militant, but it's all relative here. Sure. <laughs> the more militant Chaldegaya. You know, I like the idea of having maybe your, your Chaldegaya Akron, who he's got something to prove. Because he's always hearing shit about how ineffectual he is because he's a child of Gaia. I know exactly what you're thinking of, and it just reminds me of a specific character whose name I don't remember, but it's because of the interactions I had with that character. Mm -hmm. And again, I don't remember the name of him, but I'm hoping you do, but it was part of the story with (laughs) the the losing of the arm here. Okay. And I I don't want to go too far into details because of post-mortem stuff, but the interaction was... him, me talking to him, he was being very lighthearted, but almost pacifist, but not too much. And I was like, you know, I get it. Child of Gaia, I understand. But then his response was, yeah, maybe. But also, I'll run, so maybe watch your mouth. 
<laughs> Do you remember who I'm talking about now? I, I think I remember what you're talking about. Okay. Now. I mean, it's been a few years. Yeah. And he was a, a bit part. Mm-hmm. But. And again, the, the name, I guess it doesn't matter because it's not part of the story anymore, but I just remember having that mentality of that character. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, we took some shit with the children of Gaia, and people will say, you know, the stereotypes are this and the stereotypes are that. Like, but the stereotypes are also part of the game. Mm hmm. So maybe, books. yeah, take maybe take a little consideration of that. Certainly, but I mean, there's that and there's beyond it, and mm-hmm. know, the things you can do and, and tweaks to it. You know, I think that idea. I mean, can you imagine playing that character that is again just capable warrior, mm-hmm. does his job, and then every and then time he shows shit. up to accept, and they're like, "Oh Christ, he sent the he sent the child to Gaia," and he's <laughs> and like, "Hey, that's you know, how it is with other tribe books. That's how they paint them." Yeah. So, you know, you walk up to that, you, you come up to that, like, um, I don't want to, Fianna sucked. Sure. I don't want to just fucking pigeonhole to get a fenner, so we'll get to them later. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, when they're like, oh, this this is the one? You cough a back this is what I get? I was like, no, this guy can do it, he's just got to, how annoying is that to take shit about that all the time? And you oh, know sure. we're gonna. There's like, something to build like on. Like we did when we were young, walking into places. Oh, you going to say, this yeah. is what you give me? Yeah, <laughs> come on. I, I'm just gonna say it, it's probably the same with like cubs mm-hmm. or clads or even metis. Yep, it's it's gonna be the same idea and same concepts. And you know how I love to do that. Well, yes, I do that to you guys all the time. Yeah, you're the ones who sent for backup, and they're always bummed out. <laughs> but we prove ourselves, and that's what matters. And it. And how great is it gonna feel the time when you show up somewhere and you're like welcomed? Oh. That would be nice. It's like, hey, I heard about that thing in New Orleans. Nice work. No one's going to say about the, the, the thing in New Orleans. No, but no, get, no that no, was no, a hatchet no. job. But uh, you know, maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe future jobs that we did. Yeah, you know, maybe uh, the events of Shadows of Tall Trees. Maybe that'll be. Yeah, I heard about <laughs> this. Yeah, but that's probably not going to happen for a while. <laughs> no, who knows? But I mean, that's I mean, that's part of ranking up, and mm-hmm. you know, it, it's you know, action. Action is his reward, you know? <laughs> Actions speak louder than words. Yeah, you get that reputation, that's a great thing. And so, I mean, for, you know, keeping with the Children of Gaia thing, I mean, that, that's got to be, again, frustrating for the character, but cool for the player to start to build that reputation. Oh, and yeah. Break, you know, break down that wall of, uh, Christ, it's this guy. Or, you know, Christ, it's a child of Gaia. Mm-hmm. Into, oh, oh, it's this guy. Okay. I can see it. Like, true, true Silver Hills. True Silver Hills, thank you. Like, I can see that, how yeah. how much it took for him to get that eye. And True Silver Years is awesome. Yeah. Well, we've had interactions within our game. You've used him yep. as an NPC. And as an example of a East Coast jelly. Yes, thank you. that's in why fact, I was bringing it up. Yeah, in fact, uh, he was over in the West, mm-hmm. filling in, helping out. <laughs> because they are just for help. Yeah, and so you guys were coming in expecting one thing and getting a totally different yes. representation of the tribe that time. Yes, I'm... I was kind of leading into that, hoping you'd bring it up. Yeah. But yeah, we went into that, the West Coast sept, and there were, it was completely different than the time we were there before, like weeks earlier. And you know, I, I really hammed it up the first time you went in there. <laughs> but I think you did it on purpose. No, I did do it on purpose. Okay. I, I wanted to to show how vastly different, mm-hmm. that a, not only a, a Child of Gaia sept, but a West Coast Child of Gaia sept, but a singular tribe, you know I mean? I mean, you had the Octaner mm-hmm. too. But something so vastly different, yeah. Oh, compared to what we are in, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like I, I hammed it up to to accentuate the differences. 
you leaned hard on it. I really yeah. did. But again, it was intentional to get that more extreme reaction. Right. And to show that this is not, you are not home. This is a different world than you are used to. Mm-hmm. And then we get there, you know, weeks later and Drew Silverheels is there. And maybe now it's a little closer to home. Yeah, he's running it very differently because yeah. of the different sensibilities. So, you know, before it was like, well, you know, oh, well, you know, Celeste, Celeste is on a, on a vision right now. So you can join the drum circle. That's about to begin. Or, or the hacky sack circle. I was about to bring up that, yep. Uh, yep, the hacky sack competition. And I, I didn't use the word competition. No, you didn't. I did not. Um, <laughs> People are going to say thing. you did, but no. That's a thing. I'd be, I'd join it. <laughs> but, you know, you got that. And then the second time you show up, you are just rushed to True Silver Hills. He's like, okay, what do you need? Yeah, I'm busy. There's training going on. You better tell me what you need and get the fuck out of here. Right. I have shit to do today. What is it you need? Yep. <laughs> I don't know if that was actual audio, but it was probably really close. I think he did say, I have shit to do today. <laughs> okay, so it was actual audio then. He was very short and rushed with you, mm-hmm. but not rude. He was just busy. Yes. I-, I like that, though, and it made sense in why... You know, obviously our game was, that game itself was a while ago, but it, it made sense on why you hammed up the, the differences mm-hmm. the time before. Yeah. So we get that sense and yeah. maybe. <laughs> One wanted to hit you with the culture shock and then do it again to show the other side of that culture. That Yeah, that's a good one, good way to say it is culture shock, especially being exposed to it like one or two times beforehand. Right. And not reading a thing. That too, but that's besides the point. <laughs> well, and then, hey, to jump to extremes, mm-hmm. you know, I, we'll go to the Get Offenders for, you know, for a minute here. You know, and the difference, I mean, obviously there's a, there's a vast difference, and we'll go back to it, the, the old world get and the new world get. But I, I did that to players um, in the past, is I, I sent them, I had a story called Diplomacy and You. Where the the point of the story, I mean, I'm gonna get, I'm not gonna talk about the plot. You yeah, know, was to send them to a few different cairns, tribal specific cairns, in order to give them a look at how those worlds look like. Because you know, the Summerain is a is a multi tribe set and is run very differently than anything else. Right. Yeah, or at least most. So to take them and to send them to the Sept of the Bloodfist. Ooh. Right. Um, and you what, better be prim proper and. Yeah, and, mm. and what I did was I didn't tell them this, but I said it so there was a grand moot that was going to go off like the next day. So you had get from all over Europe at the Sept of the Bloodfest so I could inflate their numbers to a ridiculous degree. <laughs> mm. I, you've mentioned this before on the podcast, but like yeah. it's, it's worth mentioning on why it was the way it is. Yeah, you know, I didn't mention it, but yeah, when you go up through that, and then there's you see like twenty people guarding at the gate? bomb. Yeah, <laughs> there's three people at the gate. There's like a group of twenty guys over here doing this, a group of ten over here doing that, and you've got fifteen people in your entire sept. <laughs> <laughs> Why are there so many kind of Right, it's like you wanted to make that intimidating. Vanguards oh. there. I mean, oof. oof. Yeah. I'm I'm sure the only word for it would have been intimidating. I think that was that was the impression you wanted to set. I mean, definitely an old roller will go Fenner versus get a Fenris. Mm, good point. Yeah, yeah. It is um, it's a harsher thing. You know, I think uh, Jaeger, for example, you Danny, you know, mm-hmm. Jaeger would not do well in in the Sept of the Blood. No, no. 
That's because your upbringing, though. Not only that, but the one arm. He would look down on so much. Instantly look down on thinking it was menace. And well, then. I, I doubt that. I don't think that would be the go to. Mm-hmm. But, but either way, not having the arm, you, you would be tested. Oh, on the They would look at you as weak. Yeah. Yes. You would have to prove probably every day to several different people mm-hmm. that you could cut it. Which. Ooh, how many assassination attempts would probably be trying to happen on him? Depends on how annoying you'd be. Yeah, I was going to say things. <laughs> but like. As the character, though, he's constantly already proving himself just to be alive. That's locally, though. Locally, yes. So it may be a little easier to do, but then you go over to Germany, and to be part of that vastly amount of other Fenner... (laughs) Yeah, the whole tribe going, what is Fenner? Why is Fenner accepting this? Yeah, you don't belong here. How dare you? Right. And I think you'd be facing that constantly. Very much. I mean, think about how that sept is is often under attack. The extent of which varies by edition, mm-hmm. but that that is a sept that, that the enemy knows about. <laughs> mm-hmm. So your standards are going to be higher. I was just going to say that much higher standards at this point. So in which case, wouldn't even be considered. How dare you have this one armed get here? Well, you know, and I think of um, I think a Rocky Four. I'm going <laughs> to be bringing up Rocky a couple times today. Okay. Yeah, it's good. But yeah, I think about Rocky Four when you get those training montages mm-hmm. of Drago in the gym, you know, where the he's state running of the laps. Yeah, and, 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 and then you got Rocky <laughs> in the mountains with like a log in <laughs> snow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I and I and I look at that as a difference too. Okay. That's a big difference, right? You know, like I think you know your old school Fenner are going to be Rocky. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just going to pull this sled a couple miles. Everyone, get on. Everyone. Right. In, in where... Everyone in Krynos. Is an American get in, in living adjacent okay. to civilization? Sure. You can go to Planet Fitness. If I really wanted to, sure. Yeah, yes. you could bust out the Bowflex. They're not busting out a Bowflex in the, in the no, Black Forest. No, oh, I get it. In which <laughs> or you just go to Walmart and you get one. Right? Just bring it back to the Sept. You got yourself a home gym. Try that. Try that. Try that at the end. Exactly. And that's the big difference there. Yeah. Torgus Firemane will eat you. (laughs) Sweet. You won't even like it. It's just going to be on principle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll throw you into space. So so we said with Shoulder Guy, you have the difference of the East Coast and the West Coast. Yeah. Because they are mainly an American tribe. Yes. I mean, they exist in other places. Right. But then you look at. Uh, get and then Fenner, in which case it would be like probably American versus European. Yeah. You know, old country versus the new country. Mm-hmm. I think that's it's applicable for a lot of tribes. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't imagine the Gower with the Sept of the Trispiral, for example, would be anywhere near the same as uh, the Fianna out in Southie. Hmm. You know, you pluck Dead Man Dempsey from Boston and throw him over there. I, there's going to be a little culture shock. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a different way of life. And, I mean, that's just true because it's different countries and mm-hmm. different yes. culture. You know, that's – but you factor that in. Yeah, you got to exaggerate a little bit because of the game we're playing. And I, and I think it's better to lean in sometimes, sometimes. Um, and, you know, you need to know when and how to lean in. Mm-hmm. Just just to better accentuate those differences. You know, like, again, with the East and West Coast, Chilnagaya, you ham it up to, to really – 
really sell that, really give the impression, yes. especially when you're dealing with tribes that you are not a part of. Okay, that makes more sense, because if, if you're not a part of that sept or part of that tribe, you're not going to understand the difference, unless it's completely exaggerated. You it, need that culture shock. Yeah, it helps, it helps hit it home, and it helps show the unique flavor of each tribe. I agree. Definitely agree. I like that. And it makes sense on why you wrote some of the stories you did as far as when we would meet other tribes or go to other seps. It makes a lot more sense now. I mean, hell, a lot of things make more sense now that we've been doing the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it's like um, I did the same thing with the Black Furies. Mm -hmm. In in Diplomacy and You, you had the Sept of the Bygone Vision. And, And I wanted to hit two things home really fucking hard. And that was... A family aspect, you know, a sort of a nurturing sort of thing, yeah. and then the warrior aspect. Well, can you do both those at the same time, or is it you know one extreme to the other? Well, you can do both of those at the same time. I mean, you could do one extreme to the other as well. Mm-hmm. But like for what I did is you know um, that set up is you 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 go up. It's you know it's that sets on an island, mm-hmm. and it's you know it's like incline, and you go up and around. There's landings. And so you'd have, here's this landing where they're training in archery. Or here's this landing where they're doing, you know, they're doing some rituals. Here's, here's this landing and they're doing, you know, hand-to-hand training. And, you know, the one gets fucking wrecked. Okay. You know, you see the two, you know, two, two of these ladies are sparring and one just gets fucking wrecked. <laughs> like her jaw just got broke. She, she did a fucking spin in the air like an action movie, probably concussed now. <laughs> and it's cool to envision. And, and the one who did that stops, takes a knee and helps her up. Huh. It's a good way to show both ways. Oh, I didn't think they're going that direction. Damn. You know, it's a small thing. Mm-hmm. But here's no, I, yeah, I'm kicking your ass in this fight and oh, Let's make sure you're okay. Right, because we're only trying to help each other. Right. We're all in this together. There's this sisterhood, there's the, the, the nurturing, but there's also the fierceness. That's a good call. Well, thank you. Damn. Because that wouldn't happen like a Fenner. <laughs> I mean, it might. <laughs> okay, yeah. It, and it, it very well could, depending on how you want to lean on it. Right, true. You know, I think you're more likely to see that in New York or Florida, just to pick another state <laughs> for once, <laughs> than you will in, you know, in Schwarzwald. Right. But, you know, so, well, if you can't get up on your own, what the hell good are you to Fenris? Mm-hmm. Where, again, it's that different mentality. I like that one. That's cool. You know, the, the, the bygone vision, I also had some politics stuff in that, too. Okay. Because they went up there, they, they were told to speak to Iona Kinslayer, specifically. Uh-oh. Because <laughs> of, like, past favors. Oh, okay. And, um, you know, at the time, this was, they needed backup personnel at the Summer Rain, which, at the time, was run by Agetta Fenris. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, again, personal histories. It was like, I do owe you. We did have a good relationship. Right. But I cannot, as a person of import at this particular sept, <laughs> send Black Furies to help Agetta Fenris sept. That would not go over well. No. <laughs> Very poorly. So it went, I owe you one and I want to help you. But you but, understand why I can't, But right? I absolutely <laughs> cannot. However, if you were to go to this place unrelated to anything, and there was a pack that happened to be sitting there just bored waiting for looking to something to do, 
That'd be a weird coincidence. <laughs> Take the hint and get the hell out of my face. <laughs> exactly. Now leave. Because <laughs> ain't nobody want you here, gentlemen. You ain't even supposed to be here today. <laughs> You're lucky we let you in. And technically, they told him shouldn't have. <laughs> but I was the storyteller and I had a thing to do. <laughs> It's like, okay, you can come in, but the rest of your pack has to stay here. <laughs> I was thinking a large difference in glass walkers. The Chicago area glass walkers are going to be much different than the L.A. ones. And which should be different than the New York ones. Exactly. No, you're absolutely right. Or like or, Tokyo or, or just any big city, Tokyo really. Ones. I mean, they're all going to be, well, Tokyo is going to be more Peace Corps, but. Which, yes, but like, why is that the main one? Well, you're thinking that that was Hong Kong. Oh. It's for the glass walkers. Okay, sorry. But, but still. It's, yeah, it's still not normal glass major walkers. Major cities and how vastly different every city is. Absolutely. Culturally. Yes. So, the, the, I mean, you, essentially you have glass walkers, but different tribe glass walkers just because of the culture. And that also lends itself to the different camps of glass walker. I mean, the tribal structure all by itself. And I mean, it's something we talked about way back in mm-hmm. the glass walker episode. Way back. Yeah. That was another one we ran out of time on, and we just never, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. Yeah, it's going to be years. Yeah. <laughs> it just, like, we lost our momentum on that one. That's just what happened. Right. We should have filmed that, like, right away. We didn't. Anyway. The thing, yeah, the, with the Glass Walkers is that that is a tribe that is built in for infighting because the different camps vie for control of the board. At all times. So... Yeah, you know, you have your, your, your Wall Street glass walkers, you have your urban primitive glass walkers, you have your, you know, it, it's all these, the wise guys, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Very easily make them from different parts of the world. And No, exactly. Um, again, I, I look at our games, and you have, and this actually was briefly brought up in uh, January's NPC of the Month. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what target you're talking is, about. Is the, is the wise guy presence. Mm-hmm. Left in, in Vegas. Ah. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, that that was a town that... It's run by them. Exactly. That, that, that was the, top the, mob, the town the mob built. So even though the wise guys have dwindled in power over the years, what's left of their power base, it was natural to me that would be in Vegas. It makes sense. How, like... I mean, that or Chicago, but I think Chicago's too big. So Vegas. Okay. Makes sense, but it, it, it mends itself to how important that is to the the Vegas lifestyle. Mm-hmm. How much that area just thrives on casinos and yeah, it's about the money and the power, the money, power, the control. Exactly. The hey, you did a little too well, so we're gonna take him back and put your head in a fucking vice. <sighs> mm-hmm. You're gonna end up in a hole in the desert, and no one ain't ever gonna find you because you're pissing off Almighty Dollar, right? Uh, very possibly. You're hurting the bottom line. We gotta take care of this. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Whew. You know. Yeah, but you're right. Like, like I said, that area is just—it's built upon the power, even corruption. It's probably built on that. Absolutely. And I'm not talking about worm corruption. No, but. we're talking about you know. And I mean that, and not to. I mean, obviously, there's a there's a leech presence there, of course. But mm-hmm. That's not. Why wouldn't there be? Right. Because there's all the people there. It's mm-hmm. going to happen. Right? Oh, of course. It's like a buffet. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> but then, you know, you have your more, your, your hacker culture. I'd throw them in L.A. 
Silicon Valley. Oh yeah. Oh, very much. Oh yeah, I'd see that. That's that's way more important for the that, that quote unquote hacker area or group to be part of. They're not in there for the power and the corruption, or they're in there for the corruption, not for the power. Well, either here or there. Let's let's look through a different lens. Is where we, if we're going to establish Vegas for the run into the wise guys, mm-hmm. that's an aggressive area. Very. That's a fuck you pay me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I can see that in Chicago too, but it is big. I right. see what you're saying there. That's yeah. why we're starting a little small. Yeah, yeah, yeah because it's a lot the, harder to control. And the wise guys have dwindled in power to such a point where maybe it was Chicago, but now it can be Vegas because Vegas is far more isolated. That makes a lot more sense. Right. But that's going to be a more aggressive culture where you go to the Silicon Valley and I think maybe more of um, more of an introverted look at the glass walkers. People who are so used to dealing with the worm or with Pentex or whatever through a screen, through <laughs> bank accounts, through you know a more passive method of fighting the worm. All behind the scenes. Right. So you're you're gonna get, you know, you're gonna get that guy who um, your killer lot, who gets up and spends his days monitoring security cameras and bank transfers or whatever and doesn't deal with people a whole lot. Yeah, the introvert. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then you go back to New York and you know, you look at like a more corporate role of culture. Stock market guy. Right? Mm-hmm. Monitoring Pentex stocks. Yep, these are money people trying to, yeah, trying to short stocks for Pentex or trying to put money, you know, trying to get that company that wants to plant the trees or whatever to succeed. And they don't have time for you. Oh, that's an aggressively <laughs> busy job to do. Right. And again, it's kind of like that, that, that child of Gaia culture I brought up earlier. It's right. the, I have shit to do with my, in my day. What is it that you need that you are interrupting me? Whereas the glass walker is not going to say, what can, I, what can I do for you right now? You better make it quick. The glass walkers like, no, go find someone else who can help you because I've got other shit to do. How did you get past my secretary? There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, and you could even move that. Or forget that. We go back to Chicago. And then let, let's, let's take that and maybe the um, more like the urban primitives have taken over that. You know, something, it, maybe not... A specific by camp, mm-hmm. uh, but you know those. I don't want to use the word alternative because that is aggressively dated for what I'm talking about. But like your club kids, oh, your, okay. you know, uh, I see where you're going. With, you know the guy with the hoodie in the spray can. Yep, maybe that's more Chicago's vibe. I like that. And I mean, we're not we're we're using these bigger cities as examples, mm-hmm. but certainly we can think of places akin to that where we can attribute these. It's just. Look, the big ones are easier, so let's let's talk about the easier ones. You could pull out ones. Nashville, you could pull out Miami, you could pull out I mean, there's tons of cities out there. Yeah. I'm just we're just pulling the big ones out. Big names that around the world everyone's kinda know. Which is kind of <laughs> the idea. Yeah. You know, like I could talk about Akron, Ohio, but that's gonna help three people. Or you could say <laughs> Cleveland. I, I could, but I, I chose Akron intentionally. I, I know you chose Akron intentionally. <laughs> Look. Ohio sucks. <laughs> I can't <laughs> We're Michigan people here. We, we're allowed to say this because there's a rivalry forever. So don't fuck with me. <laughs> fuck with him. <laughs> totally. That's that's Daniel Tyson. Oh yeah. One eight three two five. Oh yeah. Hope Street. Hope Street. Thank you. Somewhere, Michigan. Four six three four four. Michigan. That, that's a real place. That is for, a real place. Yeah. For for the. You know, that's enough. other viewers they, that don't know. They, yep. they know now. Yep. Now they know, and they Google it. <laughs> yep. The rivalry. I'm allowed to say this. <laughs> Ohio listeners, sorry. 
No, you're not. No, I'm not. <laughs> this is going to be what people take from this episode. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Forward all complaints to Daniel Tyson. Yeah, all complaints to Daniel Tyson. Oh, boy. You know where to find him on the Discord. Yeah, I just gave out his address. Yeah, I sure you did. <laughs> if where it's were we? Out. <laughs> Holy side drag. Right? Fuck, man. The larger well, cities. Yeah, because, again, they're more widely known by people, and people have the impression of those cities. Right. That said, I mean, we look, we did uh, The Guilty. Mm-hmm. Wonderful seal of opal at our Kofi site. Um, <laughs> Hashtag sponsored. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> for <us>. once. <laughs> you know, that took place in New Orleans. Right. Which, ha- which we would say maybe, maybe there were special circumstances going around in that Karen at the time. Mm-hmm. But it was far more, I would say, New York than Vegas or Chicago. I would or, say a uh, mixture of L.A. and New York. I think that's fair. Yeah. You know, but it was definitely a little more relaxed despite the circumstance. Mm -hmm. You know, and I mean, that's maybe how you do that is you take the, we were talking extremes here. Right. But you marry them together. You marry them together. Little A, little B, this is how we want this to feel. And, you know, it might not, I mean, what's accuracy at this point with what we're talking about? But it looks like a multi-camp sept or multi-camp whatever, their care. No, exactly. You know. um, Tribal. Even. Yeah. But I mean, just visually thinking about it, it's multi-camped to be able to pull that off. Well, depending on tribe. With the story, too. With, with our yeah, story, yeah, yes. That's, that's yes. what I'm saying by that. Right, but I'm using that setting as the example, not necessarily in the story. Correct. Because it's a very special set of circumstances. Mm-hmm. You know, with the changing of a guard and being short-staffed, and then everything's on fire. <laughs> all the above panic right panic that's right yeah all these outsiders coming in calling I mean that's a different animal oh shit I mean it's still a wolf but <laughs> are you sure <laughs> depending on the story <laughs> <laughs> jump off a bit how about our red talons okay I mean it's hard to go that way but it's almost not because the red talons themselves being so attuned to nature and they're only lupus but you do have your your meta characters like spotlight spotlight's uh spotlight's a funny example right but you know who else can i think of as an example that's in meta i'm gonna shoot you down i'm gonna run with it damn mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i mean he's a funny example because you know this is a character who is that hard-lined aggressive violent <laughs> angry i hate humans so much Yet. Red Talon, yeah, but yet he's in Central Park. He's in the zoo. Right. Yeah, he's he's fucking his his day job is pretending to be a wolf in captivity. <laughs> Let's hey, see two it. square meals a day, man. Yeah. I'm yeah, about but that. Yeah, I know. what's the quality exactly. of that meal? Pretending to be. And is a is a red talent who who hates hates humanity mm-hmm. to be in that zoo with little with, you know, gawkers, people stared and taking pictures, and little kids pointing and laughing. Checks and, is he going through? Right. You know, maybe they're, they're throwing peanuts at him to feed the doggies. And how <laughs> has he not killed 30 people a day? I am not entirely sure. Maybe he has. I, I think that would be in the paper. I feel like Larissa would have a problem with that. Mm, true. <laughs> well, maybe he doesn't want to piss her off, though. I mean, I mean it's Mother Larissa. Right. She's amazing. And I agree, and maybe that's what's holding him back. 
could very easily speculate on stuff like that. But. Well, sure, you know, and I mean, they're, the veil's real, and there's got to be a, a very, just a dominant level of willpower there. Mm-hmm. So hats off to you, Spotlight. But... <laughs> cool character. It's, it's definitely fascinating. Yeah. But then I mean, you'll have the ones that are strictly out in nature, like no humanity around at all. Right? You have the ones that, you know, and we've talked about these, you know, that will, will take human form to trick humans <laughs> for the murdering. I mean, they have the right. You you have, yeah. 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 You, uh, the mini Persian. The mini Persian one. You, you have the ones that are fascinated with humanity. People like those at Fireclaw or whatever, who, who are just fascinated and curious. And But when you look at that, you know, I, I don't think they have as much room for diversity because of the lupus nature of the tribe. I agree. I, I think back to when I had you guys encounter your first Red Talons. Hmm. <laughs> Yes. And, and you know, you had a very real, uh, the, the structure of the hierarchy mm-hmm. was very much there. In fact, I was super on the nose with it in terms of where they were sitting. Mm-hmm. Their positioning. Yeah. You know, the, you know, they had that multi, multi-tiered rock formation. Yep. And the highest station was in the highest position. Yep. <laughs> and everyone under him. Yeah, it was they, his pack. They, yeah, his pack, and it was a rock lower. The next in position was a rock lower than that, a rock lower than that, and then everyone else was on the level playing field around that. Yep. Let's say his pack was all in the top three, and then the warder was the last one. (laughs) (laughs) Which was a special circumstance, because the leader of that pack happened to be rank six. This is my chair now. (laughs) Yeah, he just came in there, and and again, there's a good example, just kicked the warder out of his rightful position. (laughs) Well, rank six. He pulled rank. Yeah. He's allowed. Yeah. So that's my seat. Fuck off. I remember that story too because it is that character was a, a homebrewed character. Yes, but at the same time, I was treating it like just another red talon, which I know is saying something, but I, I don't know how else hurt. to say it. <laughs> yes, and I agree with you. That's why I'm saying it. It's kind of like almost disrespectful to say just another red talon, but how else am I supposed to say this? Yeah, I get we we were. And I was trying the to human use, mentality, of right? The character, I understand. Yeah. I was trying to use like the most basic of all terminology to get him to understand. But it's... He called you out. He called me out, and it's like, (laughs) any other synonyms? Because, oh... That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Do you remember what I was trying to say? Because I don't. I don't, but I I do remember the... The the synonyms part. Yeah, because you were trying to dumb it down because you had that human mentality that lupus equals stupid. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I got to use a gift on him. I think I used it that time. What, to shut him up? I don't think you no, did. No, I didn't. Because oh, I thought I came close. I had my dice in my hand. That's well, what it was. Yeah, you were ready for it. But that was the story, remember, when you guys had that long van ride. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because they couldn't, they didn't have oh, a... Oh, and he practiced. Right. He practiced his speech, which was great because you said his name wrong like five times <laughs> and you got that out of your system before it was fucking yeah, Thank God, because yeah. you would have been killed on sight, probably. Probably, yeah. Dear Scratch Wolf, what? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I called him the wrong name. And yeah, I was. Look at the character building on that, though. Yeah, but you got that out of your system, mm-hmm. and you fucking you did a great job when you went to speak to it. him finally. Finally, yeah. Well, I you know, it, this hard, yeah. Well, again, in in game time, right? It was like a six hour drive. Mm-hmm. So finally, is what you know. No, I know what you mean. That's why I'm laughing at it. Yeah. But the reason I bring that up is because it shows. Yeah, he might be a rank six, and yes, he's a lupus, but it didn't make him stupid, right? And he didn't appreciate you talking to him. Like he was stupid. Right. But also, let, let's keep in mind also, when you got there, he made you, they made you fight 
mm-hmm. for the right to speak to him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which know. just brings back to the whole uh, old school versus new school, Fenner versus Get, and again with one arm, I always have something to prove. So we had an around in the group, and that would have been the logical choice for but, the, for her to be the fighter. But I have something to prove at all fucking times. So, so yeah, I was fighting. Yeah. Yep. And I think there was no clear winner at this fight. Well, because it wasn't to the death. Right, it wasn't to the <laughs> death. But it was, okay, he can fight. He's proven himself worthy to at least have my attention. And that's exactly what it was. You know, it was it was a show of um, it was a show of force. It was a show of strength. Yep. And and yeah, general worthiness in in that primal, brutal kind of way that we would expect from. Look, you're, you're not going to challenge a red talon and him pull out Jenga. Not <laughs> <laughs> oh, jarts. I can see jarts. Jarts? Yeah. What the fuck is jarts? Jeez. Oh, you mean jorts? Jarts. Going to challenge him to jean shorts? Jarts. Please explain jarts lawn before darts. we go any further. Okay. Lawn darts. I know what lawn darts are. It's called jarts. No, they were I've called lawn darts. Eh, whatever. That's the name of the game from like way back. I don't believe The you. box said jarts. I don't believe you. I just remember lawn darts. Okay. Um, anyway. <laughs> let's not hold on to this one. <laughs> you brought it up, but all right. Yeah. How are they going to throw those in lupus, dummy? Fair point. <laughs> <laughs> With their mouth. That's not gonna. Get, that's a terrible job. That's yeah, very with their tails. <laughs> they're, not, they're not monkeys. <laughs> very, very inaccurate. This isn't the Yarin episode. Jesus. <laughs> we'll do a mockery reads. It'll happen. Great. Why not? Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, like I don't think there's as much wiggle room for the red talons. I think it's just a different level of savagery. Like, the further removed they are from dealing with humanity on the regular, right? the rougher that's going to go, mm-hmm. the more brutal and unforgiving that's going to be. Which makes sense why Scratch-Eye, I said it right, yes, you did. was rank six. Because if he's that, I don't want to say old, but experienced, he gained that experience from his travels and his, you know, Doing other things. He didn't just do it just from staying in, like, the woods the entire time. Right. So I I get it. Why, and again, you'd only have a little bit of the diversity from one side or another compared to... And I think, again, I I feel that loans itself to the exclusive nature of them being Lupus. Right. You know, yes, there are variations in, but as a tribe, as a whole, and Mm -hmm. that's what we're talking about. Right. Agreed. It's just uh, different levels of reasonable. <laughs> reasonable. No, I, I mean, I was proud of that little set. I, 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 I agree. Know, but I liked it. It was cool. It was a cool story, too. Yeah, they, were, they weren't fucking around. They were to the point. They weren't stupid. Mm-hmm. And in fact, um, Scratch, I totally used you guys. Oh, I know. We knew it, too, but yeah, what he, else were we going to do? Yeah, like, he wasn't even hiding it. No. He's like, well, I was here. I was sent here. To yeah. do the thing. Griffin told me to be here because of this problem, and I don't think it's worth my time, so you're going to go do it instead. And if you do it, I'll, I'll help, help you. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, I'll consider helping you. Fair enough. Yeah, that's, I remember the words, I'll consider it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess side note real quick, because not only we were sent to figure out what the problem was, right. not and only did solve we it. <laughs> and solve, well, I think it's when we we came back and we told him, like, okay, here's the problem. 
All right, well, I guess I'll send Pack out tomorrow. And then we told him, don't worry about it. We've already taken care of it. And he was a little surprised. <laughs> oh, you did it already. All right. Maybe my consideration has been bumped up a little bit. And it's, you know, Seems you're, fair. <laughs> you're asking uh, on behalf of my old friend Kasai. Okay. <laughs> Who, by the way, it's not related to anything. Of course not. The rest of Kasai's pack found Scratch Eye insufferable. Except her. <laughs> yeah. They all hate that guy so much. Understandable. She's the only one who likes him. <laughs> well, I guess that's an easy segue then, because Kasai is an Okana. Yes. And how do you go from one extreme to another on, like, a pure one stripe? Well, that's mean. That is mean. That's that's tough with the Okana. Um, Could know, we combine that with the Wendigo? I don't think that would be fair. Good point. You know, the Wendigo, that's easier for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the Actena, I mean, they're very secretive in the first place. And, I mean, we did Shadows and Tall Trees, mm-hmm. which, you know, spoiler for postmortems in, like, two years. <laughs> if I they guess. remember by then. Right. Takes place predominantly, almost exclusively, at an Actena Sept, mm-hmm. and one centered around Bane Tenders. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> which so, was cool because of how cool the Bane Tenders are. Bane Tenders are the shit. But... <laughs> You know, you had that, um, you guys had that fish out of water, that outsider perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a little different, but, you know, secrecy is, is a big deal. Yes. Um, not, mm-hmm. not only because of the sometimes questionable nature of vein tending, okay. but because of the importance of the things that are being tended. Okay. That makes a little bit more sense on why you're going that direction. You know, for, for example, and we're just... Forgive, forgive me for pulling these names. You got Bob the Bane. Bob the Bane. Bob the Bane. He's an ancient Bane. He's an old-timey Bane. He's a dangerous Bane. <laughs> three Bs. That's the three Bs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank uh, you, Mr. Dixon. Well done. So, well done. So Big Bobby Bane is um, he's sealed away, right? You know, he's uh, he's in a lamp. Fuck it. Sure. I, I don't know why. Because you love lamp. I do love lamp. He's he's in lamp. And <laughs> well, not only do you not want it out that he's there. Mm-hmm. You don't want people knowing he's in the lamp. Right. You don't want, yeah. All right. You don't want anyone knowing there's a bane in that lamp because what if someone falls? Mm-hmm. Or what if, you know, what if a lot of things? What if... These guests in the sept are hardline silver fangs or red talons mm-hmm. who say, well, we have to, you mean sealing them. Yeah, we, we need to destroy that vein. Get it out of here so we can fuck them up. Right, not understanding that it's not that simple, of course. That's why I'm using, you know, yeah, examples no. I'm doing. But also, that thing's whispering, theoretically, to the people watching. How many other worm-tainted, quote-unquote, Things are here. What what are you doing for to maintain that? What do these rights entail? Hmm. This is all extremely suspect because we are outsiders who don't know and understand the intricacies and the delicacy around being a fucking bane tender. Right. You know, I, yeah. we, we had the example of the NPC during Shadows and Tall Trees, who had a bane that was was bound into a uh, a tooth, if remember, if you recall. Uh, and he had that thing implanted in his... Okay. Yeah. Yep. 
under his armpit. He put it in his skin. So wow. he'd never lose it. Wow. Right. So it's, yeah, you can't just steal it. It can't just, oops, it fell out of my pocket on mm-hmm. the ride. It's <laughs> sewn into my fucking flesh. Slowly corrupting him, maybe. In, and in the case of that story, it was. Mm-hmm. But maybe it is, maybe it isn't, to the outsider. Do you trust a guy who's walking around with, with Bob the Bane, who is now no longer in a lamp, but is in this, this fang? <laughs> <laughs> Which is in his armpit. Right. <laughs> kind of hard to trust him. And that's if you knew about it. It's suspect and shady to an outsider, but the Bane tender knows what the fuck they're doing. So, I, you know, there's that level of secrecy, that massive fucking secrecy. At the same time, the Actena are pretty cool. Oh, we'll never say anything. No, 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 no. no, I mean in temperament. I mean, they're kind of affable. Oh, okay. They take people, they take in outsiders. Now, you know, I I know there's the leaning on the, the, the native people, but native people, they talk about Hawaiians, they talk about Samoans, they talk mm-hmm. about, you know, I, I, I don't want to use the term, but um, they'll take in anyone who might identify as an outsider. Right. I, and, and I, I want to stress that because I'm not calling, you know, mm-hmm. we're not calling anyone out. That's not what's happening. Here. No, we're not about that. But I remember in the tribe book, they say that specifically, that we're not always taking the indigenous people. Right. If they consider themselves an outsider... And they can do what they need to. They can we can trust them to keep a secret. And you, I'll take them. You Open don't get, arms. There you go. And you don't get et by Ectana. That's part of it too. Because mm-hmm. again, <laughs> we have established what a raving asshole Ectana is. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> you don't fuck with that totem. No, that's he's on the top of my dangers. Don't list in terms of totems. He is above <laughs> Fenris to me. Whoa. I can see okay. it, though. Fenris will fuck you up, but he won't kill you unless you give him a reason. Octana does not need a reason to oh, kill you. Oh, that's why. Okay. It makes sense why you put it that way, then, yes. You know, so, I mean, so the other side of that, that secrecy and that you are an outsider and stay out, and I, and I think both can be true at the same time, is, is there's also that idea of, if you're cool, we're going we're gonna to offer you hospitality and we're going to be cool to you. Yes. It's, it's the give and take. It's... Scratch my back, you, I scratch your back. You know, I, I think of it a little like the burbs. Not the movie, but also maybe the movie. <laughs> in, in terms of where, you know, hi, neighbor, it's good to see you, neighbor. We're having a, a barbecue. You can come here into my backyard or my front yard and enjoy the barbecue. Mm-hmm. What are you doing in my house? You don't, go, you don't go in my house. Or also, I'm watching you tomorrow... While you're mowing your lawn or whatever. I mean, you, you, you kind of see what I'm talking? A little bit. What level of creepiness do you want to put on that? Right. And, and your mileage can vary at that point. Yeah. <laughs> just laughing at that visual. Like, oh, I just invited him over for the barbecue. But as you're grilling, you can't keep the one eye off of him. Right. Because there should be maybe a level of mistrust because of their... And that should go both ways because of that secret nature. Oh, yeah. Because the antenna are kind of creepy. Like, in an awesome way. Mm-hmm. But they're kind of creepy. I don't get why, yeah. yeah. So that's definitely an awesome way. It's like there's some side-eye, but I think if everyone's cool, they can be they can be affable. And that's, like, a good position to be. I mean, like, 10 of them are my favorite tribe, shit. Then you look at the Wendigo. <laughs> and that one's a little different. That's a lot different. Yeah. There, there is a lot of anger and vitriol in the Wendigo. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I definitely... 
do a kind of an old old school to new school kind of Wendigo thing. You know, you have that that old line, that hard line of only the native people, and I don't care what Wendigo said. I don't trust you, and you're not one of us. Even though Wendigo just totally gave you the a okay. Hi, Evan heals the past. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, what about Evan? Yes, Evan, which is you know, um, I think people probably get sick of hearing his name brought up because every time, I mean, that's the first and largest, by the way, because mm-hmm. he's an important meta character counter argument. To, to when people would say that, you know, the, the Wendigo, and even the books sometimes say exclusively Native yeah. American, you know, Native people, I should say Native American, because Canada too. I guess North America, boom, Native American. Native North American. <laughs> sure. You know, but, it's the America we're speaking of. Right. You know, it's like when you say mankind, we, we all know you mean humankind. We don't have to say the hue. Mm-hmm. Hugh's not here. He went he went on a beer run. <laughs> it's just man. No Huey, no news. Unfortunately. Oh. That's a, that's the a thing I would have said. I'm telling you, it's his season. I'm I'm, I'm very proud of that reference. <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, um, you know, so you have that that hard line. I don't trust the white man because of right. Even my own tribe mates, right? Yeah, because it, Evan was accepted. Yes, he's a Wendigo. Sorry, but he's like basically clear. He's clear. He's so white. Get lost in a snowstorm. Well, that, that's why he bumped into Elbrick. That's why those two ran into each other, because Elbrick couldn't see him. He just saw through him. That makes way too much sense. Or maybe it was the bottle in his hand, but... Uh, you know... Maybe he <laughs> saw too many of them. Oh! <laughs> just well, aim for the middle one. There's some speculation. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Seriously, though. So, I, you know, I like that idea. And again, our last post-mortem. Right. Or maybe the January postmortem. Okay, yeah. Mm, fuck, this is going to air. <laughs> it was January's. Yeah, it was January's. You know, uh, you guys dealt with that old hard line, the Sept of the Winter Wolf Wendigo, who did yeah. not care for your nonsense, was not appreciative of your presence. You didn't even talk to us. No. No. Would not talk. In fact, they, they sent you Be- to... <laughs> How do we put this? They sent us? Because we weren't them. How about that? Right. They, they pawned you off on the white guy. Yes. Because they didn't want to deal with your bullshit. They didn't trust you. They didn't like you. They didn't want you there. You had a mission that you had to do. Yep. So they had to let you pass through because ultimately you were doing it for them. Yes. <laughs> but they wanted none of you. I mean, they had shit to do too, but that's a, that's a plot point. That's a different thing. Yes. But, you know, that hardline mistrust. And then you have the more new school Wendigo. And we look at people like Evan Heals the Past who seek to heal the past things. <laughs> I mean, it's right there. It's, it's in the name. Like, I, I, there's, I can't say it differently. It's right there. Yes, I know. You know, who, you know, it's, it's time, who want to move on from that kind of thing and who understand that to sit there and be pissed off isn't getting anyone anywhere. No, but at the same time, you can use him to, like, bridge that gap. Oh, exactly. For, for lack of a better term, because they still are important to the story, but they're not letting anything do get done about it because of that hard line. Right. No, I like that. Um, and that's true, you know, and those are those are different ways you can go. And I don't even want to break that up by region. I want to break that up by generation. Ooh, oh, yeah, that'd be a better way to do it. Yeah. You know, there there's a point there. And I mean, we all know, well, just in general, mm-hmm. you know, that just being pissed off all day and hating everyone isn't helpful. <laughs> not going to get you anywhere. No, it's not. And so I would break that up with the, with the newer school, and that can create interesting turmoil and conflict within a sept. 
Oh. As opposed to looking at septs in different locations, look inside the sept and go, okay, well, now this is sort of a sept divided in terms of ideology. Can we, can we convince these older school guys, I don't want to say to get over it, but to get over it. To, to, to try to, term, yeah, for lack of a better term, to try to put that stuff behind them and, and work toward there's a bigger issue here. You know, no one's saying you shouldn't be pissed or you don't have a right to be pissed, but we are saying that, you know, there's a war going on. <laughs> Is there now? <laughs> Good call. Thanks. Good call back. Thank you. <laughs> that was just fun to say. I bet. <laughs> a little overused in an episode, but. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember which one it was because it was so long ago. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert, that shit aired Tuesday for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Recorded like a month and a half ago, mm-hmm. if not more. But I mean, that's something I would look at with the Wendigo. Is that, that philosophy, like, a, more of a generational divide than a regional divide? Mm-hmm. I can see that being somewhat similar with Silver Fangs. Really? As far as leading the nation... Compared to what we need to do to help save the nation. And again, it would be probably generational. Okay. Or even what we need to do to take over the older generation. Tommy, got thoughts on that? No, I'm just trying to think of how that's spinning to work. Mm. I, I don't know. Because it's um, not that easy to think of as far as different locations. Well, I think there's... I mean, we have our I don't breathe poor people there. Mm-hmm. Silver Fangs. Yes. I mean, obviously, and and I, I hate I hate to do it, but I can't. We can't talk about the Silver Fangs here without talking about Albrecht. <laughs> you really can't. No, and like I don't. I don't like Albrecht. Just as a character, I don't like. The no, I understand but, why. But he's trying to make the tribe better. Right, he is trying to make the tribe better. He has proven through through the canons to be an effective leader. He he is a different type of leader than has been traditional. A more boots on the ground, a more approachable, and that's what I mean by yeah. comparable as far as generational goes. Yeah, and, and like I, he wouldn't be there if it wasn't for the crown. That's true. You know that would have been Arcady, and then the Silver Fangs would have fallen to the worm, or at least the Northeast Protectorate. Certainly, crazy enough to think about. But you know, I don't know. I don't know. Which I can see where he's getting with the generation on that, because if it wasn't for the crown, that hierarchy wouldn't have been displaced. That's true. And I mean, that's a, a centralized hierarchy. I mean, we also have uh, uh, Tamara over in the old country, but she's, um, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I mean, she's fine. I'm not, she's great. But, but I want to focus more on that. It's, I think, upbringing. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Is a factor. You don't, you don't hear a lot of, um, of a lot of Silver Fangs, you know, taking that step to like Akron or Kansas. <laughs> no, I don't you see know. that happening. No. So, there's a point there, yeah, that maybe it is a, a generational issue. I'm just, you know, because like, Albrecht isn't a spring chicken. No, but, but. It, it is creating, at least in the Americas, an idea of a different way of doing things. I, I like to lean toward, I and mean, you guys haven't run into a lot of silver fangs in the games. No. One who was completely insufferable. Yes, by design. Yes. <laughs> Let's he, make that clear. He's just a <laughs> shitty guy. Yeah. Just happened to also be a silver <laughs> Well, it kind of led itself to it because that particular character was in a house that had fallen from prominence, but was banking on you not knowing that so he could throw his weight around. Ah. Uh, mm. Spoiler, it didn't work. No. No, because you guys didn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I don't care what house you're from. Fuck off. Yeah. 
You are terrible. Just an asshole. You really are. Reese burns bridges. It's right there in the name. Yeah, we just judge people the by their actions, not by their history. And their names, which is judged by their actions. Well, and then you had, by contrast, and you guys don't know him too well, the character of uh, of Cove, who is a Silver Fang. Yes. I would often forget he's a Silver Fang. Because he doesn't act anything like a stereotypical Silver Fang. This was a guy who grew up in that privilege and in the I can't be poor people there and use the correct fork. Mm-hmm. And he was like, this is fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. That's there's there you go new generation, yeah. Who yeah was just rejects that kind of upbringing, you know. He, again, more down to earth, boots on the ground, and, and is irritated by that by that way of doing things. That that all this red tape and pomp and circumstance. But look, my job here is is to go here and, and stomp some heads in and make sure this like family of Fomori who's doing whatever doesn't get to do whatever ever again. <laughs> That's why I like him. <laughs> And again, I often forget he's Silverfang, but it makes sense. It's it's not even close to stereotypes. No, I mean that that's that's this big burly Ahron with the he's got the sleeves, he got mm-hmm. the tattooed sleeves and the the goatee, and there's a cigarette hanging out of his mouth all the time, yep. and he's giving shit to the Geta Fenris because <laughs> he thinks he can, and maybe he can, but only barely. Well, it's, one of these times he's not getting away with it. Well, he's and that's the thing is he's doing it not because he's a silver fang and of greater stature than this lowly get of Fenris, but it's it's just a dick measuring contest between the two of them at that point. I was going to say, but <laughs> that's personal. It's not. It's, yeah, it's a personal vendetta, right? It's not about status. It's about ah, fuck you. I can take you. <laughs> well, that's that's so fun. Whenever you have like a little competition going on in the game, we'll get back from somewhere and there's there's just a push up competition going on. <laughs> Why not? Right? And they're just talking shit to each other as it's happening. <laughs> did, didn't Whiplash switch to one-handed push-ups and slap him at one point? He did. <laughs> well, he, he switched to one hand, sucker-punched him with the other hand, just so he could get up. <laughs> Someone had called his name, so he sucker-punched him right. and got up. Yep. So so they come foul yep. and lost the competition. Yep. <laughs> That's right. That's how you do it. That's our Whiplash. <laughs> There's more implications there, but we won't go too far. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's not. That's well, not you can't shows. talk about the fangs without talking about the shadow lords. Okay, I'm just segue to shift to something. Yeah, no, that's fair. Well, that's you know the shadow lords. I mean, obviously, you have your gung ho behind the Margrave ones. Sure, but I, I think I want to go beyond. This is a weird sentence. Go beyond the Margrave. Okay. Yikes. <laughs> uh, well, to focus more on archetypes. Okay. You know, you, you have your, you know, your shitty Lords of the Summit guys. You, you've got your Judges of Doom, you know, some of which could be abusing their, I mean, let's just put it like that one. But those that are abusing their power and being shifty for the sake of personal gain and shiftiness, you know, compared you have, to gain for the nation. Gain for the nation, yeah. You know, you have, uh, you look at more urban uh, cairns and saps and things like that, and you could have lower rage Garu. Taking roles, I, I, I believe in the Tales of the Gower of the Revised Shadow Lord book, the, the guy in question's a cop. Hmm. A shifty cop? For personal a gain? Shifter cop. Shift. <laughs> Even better. So, Wolf Cop, unrelated to the movie. Let's make <laughs> that clear. A movie? Oh, statistically, of course. There's statistically, there's a, there's, a, yeah. there, there's a movie. I won't, I, I, I might screen it. Okay. Spoiler no, alert. Would. Spoiler alert for Just your for that tier movie. one, guys. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Just for that reason alone, it's being on the list now. 
It actually, yeah. yeah. But that idea of, you know, and even even like a lawyer, and I mean, this is also true and probably more prevalent in your in your glass walker community first. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, somewhere for Silver Fangs too. Sure. Sure. But uh, positions where they can use that, um, their guile and their, their intellect to put their thumb on the scales in a way that will benefit not only them, but humanity in the way that's correct for Gaia. Okay. Hmm. I, yeah, I see it. I'm just thinking of specific ex- or uh, specific examples in game, but yeah, I see it. <laughs> now, would these be more regional based? No, they wouldn't even be regional based at this point. That's just by how you act as a Shadow Lord. I mean, there's, there's truth to that, I, but I think, um, obviously, I, I don't think you're going to get so much of that outside of an urban sprawl. I can see it. But the, the idea of... And, you know, I don't love the concept of Garu playing around in human society too much because there is the rage issue and that shit is a veil breach, veil breach waiting to happen on the regular. Right. And it doesn't matter what tribe it is. But no, it doesn't matter. True. You have rage. You have more than two rage. Yeah. You should not yeah. be... I, I wouldn't put you in a McDonald's. <laughs> and I don't mean as an employee. I mean to pick up food. <laughs> Why would you even want to eat that? I'm just using an example. Okay. You know, because I'm thinking... I can't picture Garu even wanting to eat that. No, but you got to live, maybe, you know, especially in an urban environment where it's not practical to hunt lupus. Maybe a gnar, And you don't have, like, a lot of money, because... So maybe a gnar, then. Maybe yeah. a gnar. It's so fine. But he's at Otali's. Because they're, they're far more... Tired. They're at Otali's, anyway. Yeah, well, maybe McDonald's is Otali's. <laughs> Point. But what I'm saying there is, you know, you have your Garu, maybe you're a Fianna. I'm going to go with Fiona because Bonars are going to be too used to that. Mm. You know, standing in the lobby of that McDonald's at like lunchtime in the summer, and you know, it's got the ball pit and the playscape. You can hear the kids screaming and crying. Oh, he's going to lose it. Yeah. You can smell all the. Right? All the vomit and the cleaner and the urine. Because, you know, some kid peed the ball pit and some kid threw up on the slide. He's going to lose it. I mean, that's a rage check. Yeah. And again, so that's, I, I don't trust him to go pick up the food. Unless it's drive through. Even, even then, then yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, even then. Yeah, you're you're already pushing that rage limit. You're already pushing your anger. You're already pushing the uh, your tolerance. You know, but uh, back to back to the Shadow Lords. You know, I think there's um when you lean into that stereotype because I mean, there's a lot of people who look at the Shadow Lords just as shady and dishonorable mm-hmm. and that trolling, and that does the tribe a disservice and and shows kind of um. The lack of knowledge. But yeah, that this is someone who has read the stereotypes from other tribes. And that's it. Or And I think that's the point of the episode. Maybe a little bit. You know, is people who and then I think it's you know, they've missed the point of the Shadow Lords. And I mean, look, Shadow Lords, this is, I, this is this is my people. Um ooh. but so you know, when you're dealing with those steps, I mean there's you you could lean into that, but I think if you're gonna lean into that, do do the misdirect that it's it's the perception. Okay, so the you know, perception lean, of them lean into the paranoia of everyone, and it's maybe not all that. Right, he's doing it for a purpose. You might be thinking and seeing only that part of it of yeah, manipulation. You, yeah, you are so used to the idea that this guy is going to screw you over that you have put your tinfoil hat on from Jump Street. Yes, I have. Thank you for remembering. Yeah, and and it's <laughs> just like, well, you know, no, we just we wanted you here for a nice dinner to talk about working together on this other project. Just Which you're not trusting him on now because of that. Right. You're like, well, you'll never get the secret. I don't care about your secret. In fact, I probably already know it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't care about that. That's not important to me. 
I just wanted to make sure you could handle the thing before I asked you to do it. You know, it could be that simple. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think that, that that can be a lot of fun leaning into that that misconception. You know, the um, this guy's a vampire. I'm like, no, he's not. You know, or the um, was, was it the old thing with the aliens in the cookbook to serve man? It's like this. This isn't a cookbook about people. It, it's to serve man dinner. It's not. <laughs> you've misunderstood. Right. But that's letting those preconceived notions get in the way. You know. So okay then. Speaking of misunderstood. Oh, Nars. So we, we did it already. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. I was thinking of Stargazers. Oh, we could go there too, but I mean, those were the last two. Well, there are, we covered every tribe. And we we still have Fianna. No. Oh, we do have Fianna still. Well, I was trying to think of a way to segue from Stargazers into Fianna, but I just try to get misunderstood and Stargazers. All right, we'll go there. Um, okay. Well, I mean, it's, it's how do you break them from the Beast Courts? Well, that's easy because they weren't always with the Beast Courts. That's true. So maybe that's your two. That could be your two. Oh, I mean, the other. Well, I mean, no, because I mean, the Beast Courts. Let the Beast Courts be the Beast Courts. Let that be its own thing. True. Okay. You know, I mean, there aren't much like the Silent Striders. Mm-hmm. There's, there's yeah, not like a, we have those two. There's not a whole lot of. There's not much you could do with the Striders, though. They're nomads. There's not a whole lot of tribal cairns <laughs> for those two tribes, you know, running around. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, you've got this idea of, like, the, the, the temple, the monk temple kind of thing for your stargazers. And I think that's perfectly fine. I think that's a great way to play it. I think maybe touch down on their discipline, though. Okay. You, you can do the kind of Zen thing. You know, the, the secret monk, the, uh, the Aang from Last Airbender. You know, maybe do, you know, like, 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 a kind of playful thing. You could do the, the Kung Fu thing. You know, you, you, you can do those, and you kind of expect that, like the Buddhist monk. Mm-hmm. The stereotype. Yeah, the scenario. Yeah, you, you expect that scenario. And so maybe, yeah, I mean, you go monk to monk, you can go a Shaolin thing. But, but let's look at their more inquisitive nature and play with that for a second. The idea of maybe not so much a, a sept, but a, a, present, a large presence of stargazers in another sept. Just trying to learn a thing? Um, maybe obsessed with a particular mystery or trying to unlock a secret involved with a region. Um, okay. That sounds very like them. Yeah, and this gets you away from the single cairn because mm-hmm. I think I think let let a stargazer cairn be a stargazer cairn. Lean into that. That's fine. You know, make it Shaolin, make it Buddhist, make it a combination of the two. You know, I mean, I'm not talking literal, but mm-hmm. conceptually. That's fine. You could do, and I, and I bring up The Last Airbender again, but, you know, that character Aang, he was also very playful and vibrant. But and always willing to learn a thing. I mean, that's, I mean, that's something you could do, is lean on that. You don't, you don't hear about a stargazer, and you don't hear words like playful. <laughs> Outspoken. Right. You don't hear, oh, what a great sense of humor that guy has. Mm. I'm not saying no one has made that character, but, like, four people have made that character. Statistically, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? It's not something you hear often. Spin that on its head and make the Cheldegaya, perhaps the Cheldegaya, the Stargazer, less the monk, more a detective. Oh, I like that. Okay. You know, it, it's akin to what I did with it's why I said Cheldegaya. I right. slipped there. Like that Cheldegaya who's, you know, who's more aggressive, wants to prove himself that he's not. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that, where you're kind of spinning that on its head and taking that, that direction where, no, you take that, that obsession with puzzles and now you go like a detective around. I'm solving this mystery. Hmm. I'm Batman. He could be Batman. He could be. That's... Except he wouldn't follow Bat, because that... 
No. That's a different that's a different trope. It doesn't have to follow that, but it can still yeah. be Batman. It's not Michael Keaton. It's fine. <laughs> not Kevin Connery either. But Oh, hey. But, you know, I mean I think there there's an idea to to focus more on something like that. I mean what you have never seen before, and I know speaking to the two of you, mm-hmm. and I'm sure like a lot of you have never seen before, is you have never gone back to the Stargazer's place and have it be like kind of a shitty apartment <laughs> with like <laughs> yarn and strings connecting news articles to other things. No. No, not at all. Like I'm sure that never even occurred to you no. as an archetype for a Stargazer. But, but they I are obsessed with yeah. enigmas. So maybe lean into that, something a little more modern and contemporary. Okay. That pulls him out of the monk vibe. And yeah, yeah. I can see that. And it's so easy to go into that monk. And there's nothing wrong with that monk vibe because, you know, Kylindos is cool as hell. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. No one's arguing that. But if everyone, if every everyone, Stargazer yeah. knows Kylindo, that cheapens Kylindo. <laughs> Maybe let's go that different yeah, way. Every Stargazer is the monk. that yeah. monk discipline anyway. So. Right. So, of course, that sept or whatever is going to be like a Shaolin temple kind of mm-hmm. monk back. Pick your pick your fucking you know martial arts movie sort of thing, but he's also a detective. <laughs> he's obsessed with the mystery. Lean away, lean away from that entirely. Yeah, you know the you know I mean I saw the Karate Kid twice. I don't know what else. <laughs> so the martial arts I know shit. I, I'm in the middle of a mystery here. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, bust out some kind of what you want me to do your laundry and build your railroad to be a racist. Tribist. <laughs> well, then how would you do a Strider since they don't have a home sept? There are Strider Cairns in the world. There's not many. Not many. But, but first and foremost, I point to the Wheel of Tha in Casablanca. That's one of the biggest Cairns on the planet. Hmm. That's, I didn't even think about it that way. Like, no one's there for more than 24 hours at a time kind of thing. Well, I mean, they have their Cairn officers, but I mean, the Wheel of Tha, that goes everywhere. If there's a central station for Moonbridges on the planet, it's the Wheel of Fa, which is a sound Strider Cairn. It kind of makes sense on why it would be a Strider Cairn, too. Oh, yeah, because of, again, the, the nomadic nature. And, mm-hmm. and, like, I don't remember it saying it in the book, but I also wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, like, I didn't say, oh, we're going to talk about the Wheel of Fa today. So mm. I didn't, like, double check. No, it's fine. But, you know, I would imagine maybe they do rotate in officers every now and then. That's exactly what I was thinking. No yeah, one's there know, for more than 24 hours of time because everyone's... Well, more than 24 hours, but... Well, I'm just that ain't doing a random number. Fair enough. It's, but yeah, maybe, uh, maybe every month or two, they do a changing of the guard because, hey, still haunted. Exactly. No, and that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. It's, it's a changing of the guard, so no one's getting haunted, and I can just see it. A strider got a stride. But <laughs> oh, I guess you could have the ones that are just all gung-ho, trying to fight the vampires at every turn. Or ones that are trying to actively break the curse. Right. De- definitely. And then we've got... But always on the move still. Because well, it's the curse. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, where's that going to take? You know, you have your, your Umbro Explorers. You know, I mean, I mean, we have the camps for all that. I mean, we, we've learned about that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, much like, again, much like with the Stargazers, there's so few to talk about. I think that's you, the bigger problem. Is cause yeah. There's, there's not many of them to talk about. You know, like, I almost kind of want to just move on. Straight away. How about that? <laughs> get, get to rambling. Be, because of that. You know, there's there's the Wheel of Fa. And, I mean, that should be played, like, just chaos, I think. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, with the guard always changing. Well, not even that. You remember, this is this is a central hub. 
you know, this is this is a can where you kind of have to make reservations <laughs> or wait in line. And there's a very real line for that set. People coming and going, if you fuck up that window, you could push back whatever this lot for like a month. Wow. I didn't so, even know about this set. No, yeah. I'm not sure. But, well, I mean, I knew about the set, but I didn't know you could fuck up that thing. The whole rotation kind it's, of thing. You know, it's like an airport, man. Yeah, kind of. You're going to delay some airplanes. You know, one dude has to get through immediately, and for some reason they let him through immediately. That ten minute, yeah. that ten minute delay causes delays the hours next six hours. Yeah, <laughs> that shit snowballs. So you know, like I, I almost it's hard to do with Striders because they are so varied because they're all over the place. I, I don't. I, I almost get a supply. I can see why because they're already so. I don't want to say random because. But it almost is because of the nomadic nature of the tribe. You can paint them in any light you want. It, it kind of exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. You know. And it's unfortunately went that direction with it, but like I think that's what makes that this tribe, as far as this episode goes, one of the most interesting because of how different it could be from Strider to Strider. Well, and I, you know, I think that, um, and I mean, you know, I love my Striders too. You know, I, I don't think, like I said, I almost think it doesn't apply because. I've never heard the how do you handle a strider mm-hmm. because of just how varied they can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you don't need to know how to handle a strider. You he's, just have to be nomadic. Right. He, he's handled however you kind of want to because he's been, theoretically, he could have been from everywhere mm-hmm. or anywhere. And, and everywhere it, in between. Yeah, and it, it gives you just so much more freedom. And with the lack of dedicated sets, you're not running into, what's it like running into a strider cairn? Empty? <laughs> Unless it's the Wheel of Thought. In which case, open the Kaner book. It's crazy. It's pretty sweet. In which, yeah, in which case, chaotic. Yeah. But other than that, you know, largely empty. Perhaps borderline non-existent. There's like maybe a dude there. <laughs> Telling you, you which go that way. Go. You know? <laughs> it makes sense. I like it, though. It's mm-hmm. cool. I guess it doesn't seem like a problem. How do you deal with them, Nars, then? Nars are great. I they, mean, they are, but they, that they're might... so, there's so many stereotypes against them. I don't know if it's against. I mean, there's the... I mean, they get looked down on. And yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm going. That, that works for them pretty well. Yeah. Because if you're not considered a person, people don't pay attention when you're around. And you can get shit done and no one will ever notice or, and, or get in your way. And you can hear shit that you're not supposed to because they don't consider you people. So it doesn't matter. No, Nobody heard this except the bum in the street and he doesn't count. Well, the bum in the street was listening to every word of that and is now going to go tell his warder. <laughs> so, I mean, there's there's that level of, you know, them being underestimated from Jump Street. I like that one. I like the underestimated part. You know, and of course we got the hill folk. You know, our flat-out hillbilly country folk bone nars. Those are, exist. You know, but they're, like, more in tune with the nature part of it. Kind of. Mm, kind of. You know, I mean, uh, but th- 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 that's all well and good. You know, that's that's the... I, I, I don't want to say deliverance. Okay. <laughs> because I feel, you know, the implications behind that. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's more spirally. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. It's like, yes, that's yes. not what I mean. But, you know, uh, they're, they're, look, they're the hillbilly, moonshine, love, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. But so that that's going to have more of like that country home time, you know, feel to it. Maybe hanging around the bonfire, playing, playing some banjo or just a guitar if I want to lean further away from that stereotype. <laughs> Depending on. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we have our, our city. And again, I think the tone of the city helps 
facilitate how how they look. Oh, very much. But also, like I, I, I always have this vision when I, when I think of the Bonars, I'm gonna go back to Rocky One. Oh wow! Hey, <laughs> another Rocky reference. Yeah, see, I knew there was gonna be more than one <laughs> because uh, I think of you know if you haven't seen Rocky One, just go watch Rocky. What's wrong with you? But I hope you've seen the beloved Rocky. classic. Come on, yeah. You know, you had the the guys around the trash fire, like the doo-wop guys mm-hmm. singing. You know, and I picture that, like, you know, out of the out of some Bonar galliards, just hanging out around the fire. Singing stories. Singing stories. And everyone's just enjoying the song, but they don't realize it's actual, like, tales of Garu. Well, except the other Garu who are ideally enjoying the song. Yeah. You know, like, I, I have that, that more kind of romantic vision of them that way. You know, and then there's also the dirt and the grime, and that's important too. But but I have that view of them, and and I appreciate that it is more of a an open and carefree thing. You know, there's a level of freedom when you have nothing to lose, and I don't mean that in an insulting way. But let's contrast that with the Silver Fangs for a second, where you oh, know that okay. sept you know is is like the mansion, yeah. You know, and you know we're confined to, to this rule set, into this. You know, again, which fork are you using because we can't breathe poor people there. It's <laughs> got to be done properly. Versus these guys who are just out on the street under the stars at night. You know, just know, living absolutely. in the world in freedom and they don't have that shit to care about. They, they don't have to be bothered with that nonsense. They can just be themselves and be free. And I think there's a beauty to that. Oh, I always thought of that. I mean, like, you look at any sports teams kind of thing. Nothing more dangerous than the other uh, opponent. Who has nothing to lose. Right. You know, and then we can change that as well and look at because there is so little, you can have that more hardline aggressive bonar who wants to protect humanity. That, well, what he's got at all costs. Okay. I mean, we're maybe we're talking feuds over alley. Don't step in that alley because that's, <laughs> where, that's, that's where Burger Head is. <laughs> and Don't he, touch that barrel. That's he, my barrel. Yeah, exactly. He will fuck you up if you get near that dumpster. That's where the best food is. Uh, yeah, I see. He claimed it. it. He's staked out there. That's where he sleeps. Get near it at your fucking peril. <laughs> You'll regret doing it. Right. You know, again, this is another tribe I think should be extremely affable all around as long as you're cool. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when all you have fits in a, a, a shopping cart. You're protective of it. You, yeah. No one's getting near that shopping cart. Ah, they got that duffel bag with that enchantment on it. But <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Palace. Okay. There <laughs> yeah. you go, that too. You know, I'm just saying it can paint a, a darker and a meaner line than maybe you're used to. Very easily. No, but bonars, bonars don't play. You know, it's... They're very underestimated. And then that's Super the Super underestimated. I mean, look at Gogol second in hand. <laughs> Fucking Crick Rummeringler. That guy is awesome. You'd never guess that he... Second in command of the Amazon War is a bonar. Right. We'll do an Amazon episode at some point. Actually, we, yeah. Yes, oh, we yeah. will. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, we will. That's not that's even a thought. Awesome. That's definitely it's, it's a guarantee. Yeah, we'll, we'll be talking him up on the day. So the only, if we don't give him enough credit. <laughs> no, not Gogol. Crick. Oh, I mean, just both. Talk about some Jordan Krieg, too, but that's not right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, you know, I mean, you had, uh, if I remember correctly, there was the instance of that sept in, uh, I think it was Moscow, where the, I think the Silver Fangs rolled in and were like, look, we're the boss of all of you. <laughs> we're the kings of Foreverton. And the Bonars <laughs> tolerated it and to a point. 
Oh. And then they just said, fuck all that. <laughs> Kicked them all out kind of thing? They, they, if I remember correctly, they fucked them up pretty hard. Oh. <laughs> you know, the Bonars, you know, yeah, they're easily underestimated, but they do not play. And that's a side I think I'd like to see more of. Rather than your stereotype. You, you know, yeah, you know, again, they're, they're an affable tribe. But, you know, when you cross that line... And I, I think, I mean, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sitting in at every game. I'm not sitting in at half of the games. Mm-hmm. But you don't often hear about that side of them. Right. You know, that you just, you just fucked up. <laughs> and there is a problem now. In fact, I'd love to see that in, um, in, in a city game. You know, forget, forget our larger cities because that becomes like a, an issue. Mm-hmm. But something, you know, like, I don't know, like St. Louis or something. Like you a know, big name city, but, but not, not a top a, name right. city. You know, a small uh, city, but a higher known name. Right. Detroit. Well, I was going to say that that's a little easy. Yeah, yeah that is a little easy. easy yeah. Um, that should already be Bonarte, but I could see, you know, maybe she came to a head with the Glass Walkers, and that had a hand in the state of the city these days because the Bonar said fucking enough. Hmm. Ooh. That actually makes a lot of sense. Right? That would be cool as hell to hear about. <laughs> write a whole story around that. That's actually, wow, you got chronicles around that. You could, yeah. That, you know, all the, all the trouble in automotive and all everything that happened, maybe that is related to a conflict between a the walkers real and one. the Nars, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's a good Especially, story. Yeah, especially because we're going to mention Detroit and how big automotive is in just this state. It's yeah. not even just automotive. It was also steel. It was there's a, there's a lot that happens in Detroit. Yeah. Just, just, wow. And then you think about how the wild has... And this is unrelated. This is this is just another show where this will come up, mm-hmm. certainly. But how the wild has taken the city back more and more because of all the, the shutdowns, because of all the people who have left the city, because you have blocks in the city where there's one person living in that entire fucking block. Yeah, it's just a squatter. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Abandoned house, and there's it's a squatter in the house. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's yeah, your gnar protecting right it. Yep. You know, and there's just, I mean, there's just fields growing. There's no one's mowing the shit. Yeah. It's just being taken back by the back. wild. Yeah, there's yeah. deer. There's all over the place. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's Which is weird to say because it's a city and you right. have deer and raccoons. And, and it's like it's it's a large like if you know, the people who don't know mm-hmm. Detroit is huge. It, mm-hmm. It's not. It's a bigger city than you know. <laughs> it's bigger than you think. Yes, you did. Mm. So we uh, <laughs> <laughs> weren't saying it. it, was, it was, <laughs> I know silver platter. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that idea of that, that aggressive, you done fucked with the wrong bull, maybe even sept of Bonars. Okay. You know, where maybe now they're normally kind of affable, you're coming in in the right way, it's cool. Maybe it doesn't matter what way you come in. Just they're done taking shit, and you got to oh, earn okay. it. you got to earn being there the same way you would have to step into the sept of the blood fist. Just oh, different reasons, different circumstances. I could see that for I sure. Like that. That's cool. That just that just I mean that just should hit me right there. Nicely done, you know. Um, and I guess we got uh, we got one more. This is Fiana. Yeah, and this is uh, this is a favorite of mine because you have your old country again. I want to. I mean, there's different ways to divide it, but definitely old country versus new country. Well, there's still a warrior tribe. No one's saying different, and maybe it's because maybe I'm looking at this through rose tinted glasses because I've never been. Okay, but I, I picture. You know, Ireland, Scotland, I, I picture a, a more, a, a calmer way of life, uh, a, a more peaceful, 
smaller scale kind of thing in regards to cities versus cities. You know, okay. I, I think there's there's a lot of I think there's a lot of beauty in in, in those parts of the world. That's a lot of nature esque out there. That's for yes. Sure. Yeah, so that's kind of what I'm trying to get at. Here. Well, and they pull a lot of fate, so. Yeah, and definitely the fate connection. I mean, look, family's going to be important for Fiona no matter what. That's I was going to say, part of who they are. it's who they are. Yeah, we're no not, matter what part of Fiona we're looking at and what side of different stereotypes, family is important. Right, and I mean, they're not the only tribe that's true of. That's true of the Gat, that's true. True, yes. I mean, you know, look, show me, the, show me the Garu tribe that goes, you can't focus, stupid, just shoot them. You're you're not you're not finding that. No, no. You know, I mean, there's different degrees, and it's not what this show is. But you know, yeah, of course, that family's important. Of course, there's a connection to the Fae. We'll stop for the tribe. But I feel that connection has to be stronger in the old country because there's there's more there's more there. There's more history there. There's more just all around, right? And then I think of when we when we go over to America, and maybe I'm the asshole here, but the first thing I think of, and definitely my favorite version. Is like the Irish mob. I want to go to Boston. Okay. <laughs> okay, I see where you're going. You know, I, I want to have I want to have Jim Dooley. Mm-hmm. Where you know it, it it dirties them up a bit. You know, World of Darkness is so good, but you know you you have that kind of I, I look at you know that Irish, and I mean definitely there's a there's like there's history of violence on yeah, the planet. Sure, so, I get it. But, you know, I, I maybe romanticize that as a bit more pure and noble and honorable. And then I look at something like, I look at someone like Whitey Bulger. You know, I, I look to, you know, to, to that, that kind of, that, that, that dirt, that grime, you know. The, the idea of that, that hard drinking and now we're, we are going to just fucking wreck you. You're, you're getting in the way of the business. You're getting in the way of the family. Hmm. And something's going to be done about you. Hmm. <laughs> that's good that's good oh wow a harder turn than I thought you were going to take where were you thinking I was going I mean, I, mean I was thinking along the lines of like, the song keepers and keeping the history alive that kind of transition from that to again the warriors because they can be both but I, I like the, the down and dirty aspect of it well and it take what you were saying that's what she said if <laughs> 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 you would take what you were saying you know, with the, the songs and storytelling, that aspect of it, you know, maybe in, in the old country that, that takes form, you know, uh, you drums and bagpipes and more traditional, mm-hmm. you know, and then you get again to, and I'm going to go to Boston again, because that's just what's in my heart right now. That makes the most sense. <laughs> and maybe it's a metal band. Flogging Molly or, uh, I can't think of the other brand name right Dropkick now. Murphy? Yeah, Dropkick, Dropkick yeah, Murphy. Yeah, Dropkick Murphy. Yep. <laughs> the Departed. <laughs> It well, it's hard not to make that comparison, but I right. mean, I mean, I brought I brought up Whitey Bulger for fuck's sake. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know, there's that that connections there, and very the the Irish movie is a good movie yeah. for Irish mobsters. Yeah, there's a lot of those movies, but yeah, yeah there, there are that book. The, the two guys with I can't remember their names. That book, by the way, way better. I mean, oh, of, books are always better. No, no, of course, but like. There's some I, things in there they couldn't put on television, is the point. Oh, no, no. There's one that absolutely should. Um, I, I forget the guy's name, but De Niro. Mm-hmm. You know, he was talking about how, um, you know, back when, you know, he was just out of the army or whatever, and he was with his friends, and they're drinking at this carnival, and there was a, uh, you could box a kangaroo. <laughs> and so he volunteered to box the kangaroo. Oh, boy. 
And um, like, this isn't related, but fuck it. It's a good, it's a fun story. <laughs> it's like he's fighting this kangaroo and he keeps getting this tap on the shoulder. And so he'll look over and the kangaroo fucking hits him when he looks away. Well, the kangaroo is tapping him with his tail. Oh, okay. And, but he doesn't know it. So he's like, what the fuck is happening? What the fuck's happening? It's the round break and his friends tell him that it's the ref who keeps messing with him. Mm. So the round starts. And he the kangaroo fucks the ref up? Yeah, he turns around and cold cocks the ref and knocks the ref out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm like, I so badly wanted to see Robert De Niro box a kangaroo. Oh, God, that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, again, there's probably just some stuff on there they can't put on television. Well, I could see why it wasn't important to the story, but it was, oh my God, come on. <laughs> Character building, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see a 90-year-old Robert De Niro who is in CGI and makeup to make him look like a 20-year-old Robert De Niro who still moves like a 90-year-old Robert De Niro (laughs) boxing probably a CGI kangaroo. Yeah. That would have made my decade. (laughs) Anyway. Sorry. Anyway. (laughs) Sorry for the the fucking digression there, but oh my god. Mm Mm-hmm. No, but again, you have the song keepers. There's a... There's an entire camp of song keepers, isn't there? I mean, that's, you could argue an entire tribe. <laughs> that too, yeah. It's a large enough camp. <laughs> it's just, I see that as far as like, the stereotypes and, and going back to the just the Irish. Because it's not just that. I mean, look, we talked about, and like, I think we did it in the tribal series, where we talked about anybody could be picked up and chosen by any tribe. True. Look at like uh, look at like Laquisha from New York who gets picked up by Stag, <laughs> that kind of thing. It's going to happen. Yeah, and it, it absolutely can. And, and you know, while you're making your characters, especially you guys who are newer to the game, don't be afraid to do that. You know, we had um, we had a guy in our Discord a couple of days ago mm-hmm. who was talking about the idea of um, a a wolf, a lupus character who was raised in captivity and had his change. He was asking, well, what tribe would this be? And it's like, well, it's whatever tribe you want. Right. And, I mean, he ended up building a pretty awesome, uh, pretty good, solid premise. And, you know, that's not the point of the story. Let's see, who did he pick? Oh, uh, Red Talon. Nice. Okay. Which I appreciate the idea of that culture shock. Because mm-hmm. he's not going to have those, those killer instincts. But, I mean, they're going to be buried deep down. So how fucking freaky is this to be around this tribe that has embraced this so heartily? Nice. You know, and mm. that kind of handicapped to, to, you know... You're, 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 you're starting a handful of steps behind. And how do you cope with that? I think that was fucking brilliant. That's awesome. That's cool character building, too. Absolutely. But, it, so, it's a good point, because it could be any tribe. You know, and don't don't be afraid to lean into that. Again, the, the, the totem accepting you was what makes you part of the tribe. Not your, your tribe mates thinking you're neat. <laughs> it's part of the character building. Right? Or what you were born into. Because you could be a male medis. Or you could just be a male that doesn't make you a Black Fury because your mother was a Black Fury. Right. You're whatever tribe you are in. Yeah. You know, but there's also playing with those bloodlines. I mean, I think we've talked before about, like, you know, the situations. We had the character Jasmine, who was born from a hardcore Black Fury Mm -hmm. Hellraiser. She's the total shit kicker. Look out for her. Yep. And she turns out a get. How disappointed is she? Kind of thing. Yeah, the mother kicked her out of an airplane and just left her in France all by herself. You're not my daughter. 
Oh, shit. I'm, I'm flying back to Seattle. You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> Fenner will provide. <laughs> There's some implications there, too, but yeah. But, yeah. I mean, that was the character's backstory. Which is cool. Yeah. But, you know, so, yeah, don't be afraid to lean into those because, again, it is the tribe, and, and sometimes those differences can help enrich that character. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's the differences, and it's learning to embrace what's there. We got our buddy Hayes, who plays uh, in, in one of the games. He's a, a pacifist child of Gaia who will only heal. He won't fight, period. And, <laughs> you know, I look at that and I go, well, that's... <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough. And then, you know, especially when you are surrounded by people who are now calling that character a coward. Oh, very much. They should be, at least. Yeah. Like, you should take a lot of shit. And I don't know how much, you know, it's, this is the commentary in the game, but, you know... From the character piece, it's interesting because you look at that and you go, well, what do you do about that? And if it were me, you know, this is an opportunity to teach that character that that's not going to work. You can't just do one thing like this. Yeah. That there are times that your inaction is going to get someone killed. You're going to save lives, but you're also going to cost lives. Yeah, I was going to say, your actions are going to cost others. And, you know, no, Hayes does a good job with the character. I'm not, not busting balls there. But I think that's a great example of character growth through adversity. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's nuts, though. And that's the other thing, though. We don't have to lean heavily, like on any STs, NPCs. You don't have to lean heavily on the stereotypes for their, you know, that, ST, that NPC's tribe. It's true. I mean, you're right. You can have that Octena elder that sometimes keeps secrets, but sometimes doesn't. You know, or that Windigo elder who his... So, put that bullshit behind him in terms of blame for the past. You know, I'm talking about you, Swimming Bird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's over it. He found it unhelpful. You know, he learned to think differently over the years when he packed up with what? a Geta Fenris and a Silent Strider. And yeah, no, I was going to say, Fiona, exactly. Yeah. You know? <laughs> See, hey, these guys aren't all that that I think. People's different. It's crazy. <laughs> So either way you go, I mean, that, that's how that works out. I mean, to back cycle around to the Fianna for a second, you know, I, I do, I like that idea that that kind of mobbed up our, because we think of the Fianna so often as so honorable. Yes, right? agreed. So to, to spin that and, and to lean into that Irish mob kind of thing. It's still family. It's still family. It still holds the ideals, but it's that darker spin that, you know, you shouldn't exclusively do. And none of this should be, nothing should be done exclusively. But what a great spin when you go to this Fianna set and you expect this right honorable, noble people, and they're, um, you know, divvying up the loot from a fucking bank heist or something when you walk into that bar <laughs> and someone puts a gun to your temple as you step inside. Hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, oh shit. Everyone just stops. What the hell are you doing here? That's a gun to my head. <laughs> Protecting the gate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is our territory. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. A long way from home, Boyle. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, there's there's all the tribes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that covers the tribes, which was kind of neat. You know, we did this a uh, little off the cuff today. Yeah, a little bit. But it was a lot of fun to do. Yeah, we, we had a vague idea and said, fuck it, let's go. <laughs> and made a meal out of it. I'm, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. I, would, I really hope so. Because, get, again, we get that question a lot. How do you play this tribe from this area? Like, we'll just 
stake this off again and again and again. How you play your character is how you play your character. Right. And be true to that character. You know, even if. Mm -hmm. But, and you know, always allow room for growth in the character. Because that's, you know, Danny can tell you. Oh, yeah. Tom can tell you. Mm -hmm. You know, I think of where Lucas Greg Ripper started. Compared to. In his road to Jaeger Gorefest. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's a big deal. And, like, if you hadn't been open to changing and growing that character, to taking him in directions that you weren't used to mm-hmm. or weren't prepared for to begin with. Or how boring would he be right now? Oh, yeah. You'd, you'd have been sick of him forever ago. He'd have been killed. Probably that, too. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah. So, yeah, always be open to those shifts, even if. Because you'd be surprised where it takes you. But, yeah, we, we definitely hope you enjoyed. That is our show for today. So we want to thank you again for all your support, and you know how you can continue to help support us. Feel free to come join and hang out on our Discord, which you can get the link through our website, RageAcrossTheInternet.com. Dot com. Dot com. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) And as always, on behalf of everyone here at Scratch and Wolf Studio, Mr. Danny Tyson, Mr. Tommy Dixon, and myself, we want to say thank you for listening. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Keep your claws sharp and your hand on a swivel. We'll see you.